Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Greetings, salutations, and hello to all of my listeners, my unlucky lounge rats. Thank you for joining us once more here in the Unlucky Lounge for another episode of Draft and Draft Friday Night Podcast Edition. My name is Corey, your limited lore master, denizen of the Unlucky Lounge, and joining me as always is our fantastic bear tender, the 2-2 that's always there for you on turn number two. His name is Borok. Borok, another Friday has made it. It's time for some more Friday Night Podcast. It is a time for excitement. It is a time for heralding. It's time for us to dig back into Kaladesh. But before we click that Start Draft button, a few bits of housekeeping and upkeeping, as always. This podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out, bleav.com, wherever you download your audio goodness. Keep your midday blues away with Believe. And as always, we want you to join in on the conversation. So find me on Twitter, Draft and Draft Corey. That is the same handle for YouTube and Twitch as well. We've been having a great time on Twitch this last week, including us playing through last week's Friday Night Podcast Draft. You can check that on video on demand for one more week. And of course, follow us so you can get updates for when we go online. Typically, we go online either around 6 p.m. or if you're an insomniac like me and enjoy burning that midnight oil, LOL, that's a card from Kaladesh, then feel free to find me, Draft and Draft Corey, on Twitch as well. Instagram. That is Corey Demon Enriquez. Did I just say Instagram, Borok? Yeah, I heard that too. I think I'm really putting on my best L. Woods attorney at law impression. And finally, you can help us out by finding us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash draft and draft. Help us keep the lights on here in the Unlucky Lounge. Well, that's enough of the housekeeping and the upkeeping. The Sorcerer's Broom is put back into the Conjurer's Closet, and we are deep into Kaladesh Remastered. We've done a lot of drafts. We have played a lot of cards that produce energy. We've made many a Servo, many a Thopter, and played countless artifacts. All that being true, we're almost ready to dive into another format. It's almost Cube Season! Oh, Borak, I am over the moon excited for cube season. But until we get there, which is happening actually in two days, we got to keep going with the latest limited environment, and that is Kaladesh Remastered. So before we click the ready button, I want all of you to grab yourself a celebration, a cheers, a beverage, a snack. Maybe it's even a song download? Do people actually download songs on, like, iMusic anymore? Regardless, this is a time for all of you. Friends, this is what we like to call the untapped step. Ah, 
The hot toddy is nice and warm. It's making our bones feel good. As we go to pick one, pack one, the Uncommons, Gearshift Ace, Aether Torch, Renegade, and Armorcraft Judge. All of them are fine. Gearshift Ace is okay. It's the 2-1 that when it crews a vehicle, it gets first strike. It's definitely what you want in your white-red decks. Aether Torch, Renegade is the Tim for energy. I do like that card. Armorcraft Judge is a 3-3 for 3 and a green. When it enters the battlefield, you draw a card for each creature you control the counter on it. But what we're going to slam down uh, pretty easily is this key to the city. Two colorless artifact. You discard a card. Up to one target creature can't be blocked this turn. And then when it becomes untapped, you pay two and you may draw a card. So it's long-term rummaging. But it also gives our creatures evasion, and when you get to board stall situations, this card is pretty sweet. So we are happily going to take a key to the city for our first pick. And here we are, off to pick two, pack one. Toolcraft Exemplar and Veteran Motorist are the two cards that are here in the pack right now that seem to be the strongest. There's a decent amount of commons, there's a Prophetic Prism, which I do enjoy. But I think I'm going to start with a Veteran Motorist here. We haven't drafted aggro in a while, and I, I like what this card does with the Scry 2. And then we pick up a vehicle or two alongside the unblockableness with the key to the city. We got ourselves a deck of Bruin. Pick three, pack one. Uh, the following options are the best. Glint Sleeve Artisan, you can't go wrong with uh, 2 2 for 3 with Fabricate 1. Interesting too is Salivating Gremlins. I might be on board for a Salivating Gremlins here. 2 3 for 2 and a red. Whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, it gets plus 2 plus 0 and trample. This thing can really produce a lot of damage very, very quickly. It's down to that or the Artisan. I think I'm going to go with the Artisan for now. A card like Salivating Gremlins we can find a little bit later on, but the ability to produce wide in white decks is cute. Having an artifact, also important. And maybe, just maybe, we'll table that Salivating Gremlins. That'll be a good test of how this draft is going for us. Uh, pick four, pack one. Uh, cards that are interesting include the Sweatworks Brawler 3-3 Improvised Menace for 3 and a red. But what we're going to slam quite easily is this Aviary Mechanic. 2-2 two, two for 1 and a white. Oh, I love this card. When it ETBs, you may return another permanent you control to its owner's hand. Reoccur ETB effects. Trigger Revolt. Keep the circle going. Let the circle be unbroken. The only other card in our colors of red-white at the moment is Frontline Rebel, and if we need to abandon this veteran motorist, we are still willing and open to do so. Pick five. Here we go. I think what we're going to take here pretty easily is a Wisp Weaver Angel. It's the 4-4 four, four for 4 white-white flying. When it ETBs, you can exile another creature you control and then return it straight away. Reoccur ETB effects, things like the Glint Sleeve Artisan. Nice little re-trigger. There is a second Glint Sleeve Artisan, speaking of which, in this pack. There's also a Thriving Rhino. Oof. Thriving Rhino is nothing to sneeze at. But I want to stay in white if possible. There's also an Aeronaut Admiral in this pack, too. That's... Not nothing if we want to try to get into uh, some deck with vehicle stuff, but I think I'm just going to go safe and take a Wisp Weaver Angel and try to really cement myself into this archetype. Pick six, pack one. Well, we see a Spire Side Infiltrator, 3 2 for Tuna Red. When it taps, it deals one damage to each opponent. Okay. There is a Concealed Courtyard. 
So this is the speed land for black-white. Speed land, I mean, um, it enters tapped unless you control two or fewer other lands. So up to our third land, it is an untapped white-black land. Pretty good. And we're still not devoting ourselves fully into red. There's no white cards to speak of. Uh, the other strong card here is a Pima Outrider. Uh, and there's also a Windkin Raiders. You know what? Let's take this Windkin Raiders as, a, as another flyer. I, I'm feeling something could develop. Maybe we get some white, blue, get some artifact stuff. But for now, this is probably the most powerful card in pick six. And we will take that on the stack. Pick seven. Not much in the world of removal or more white cards, which is interesting considering that we started on, I guess, essentially four pretty solid white picks. Uh, but we are going to take out of this pack this Sweatworks Brawler. 3-3, uh, three, three, Improvised Menace uh, for three and a red. Solid card, pretty happy with it. Plus, we can combine Improvise with Key to the City to draw extra cards. Woo! That seems like a fun pick eight pack one this time we're not gonna be fooled compared to last week there is an inspired charge in this pack let's get this inspired charge and then we can potentially just curve out and just get them with a go wide effect and just call it a day uh pick nine boy a die young table out of this pack Oof. that almost feels like a signal it, it's the chooser creature you get two energy then you pay any amount of energy and then it gets minus one minus one for each energy paid this way for one to black it's removal uh, I'll take it for now. Maybe black is available, but we're gonna follow it up with a live fast. This is the read the energy of the format. Two to black, draw two, lose two, gain two energy. All right. Well, we might be turning a corner here and trying to go for black. Uh, pick eleven. Not much to speak of. There's a precise strike. There's the five four lizard for four and a red. Eh. I don't think this windkin raiders looks particularly good, so we'll leave that out. And. Boy, this is just a really non-zero pick. We'll, we'll take the trick uh, out of a particularly weak pack. Narnum Cobra, here comes the garbage time, y'all. Uh, Cathartic Union or Subtle Strike? I'll take the Subtle Strike for now, just in case if we need to have a release valve into black. Uh, going into pack two, things are looking a little shady right now, Borak. Uh, I would love to be white if given the choice, but things have not really panned out that way thus far. We're going to have to really read the signals here in our next pack. <laughs> We tabled a decent amount of black cards. You're right, so it might just happen. But here we go. Pick one, pack two. Uh, Reckless Fireweaver at the common slot looks really nice, but there's also a Beaumont Courier. Uh, Senor Two Toots, as I like to call him. Uh, one of my favorite historic cards. One colorless for a 1-1. One, one, haste when it attacks. You exile the top card of your library face down. Then you pay a red, discard your hand, sacrifice the courier, and you put all cards exiled with Beaumont Courier into their owner's hands. I do like this card quite a bit. Besides that, at the uncommon slot is nothing for us. Uh, Narnum Renegade, green one drop, Hazardous Conditions, which is just not a good wrath in green-black. There is unlicensed disintegration, and I mean, even with looking at what I have going on here, I'm not too excited for that. So I'm going to take the, the Beaumont Courier and let's, let's see if we can turn the corner and get a little aggressive. Looking for some vehicles, uh, even though Senor Two Toots does kind of seem like a vehicle. No, we want some real capital V vehicles. But we are going to follow up uh, Beaumont Courier with a decent uh, removal slash creature in Fairgrounds Warden. That's pretty nice. The 1-3 for 2 and a white. When it ETBs, you exile to our creature and opponent controls until it leaves the battlefield. So it's the Fiend Hunter of the set. Can't do the Fiend Hunter tricks, uh, but I'm pretty okay taking that. 
pick three, pack two. Whirler Virtuoso and Windy Constrictor are still in this pack. Wow. I think the person to our left, maybe two even deep to the left, they've maybe opened some good white cards and they've been unbending off of it. You're right, Borak. We still get to follow up with an aviary mechanic. You know, we, we talked about this card earlier, the 2-2 that may return another permanent control to its owner's hand. It goes nicely with the Fireforger's Puzzle Knot in this pack as well. That's another thing I would love to uh, earmark and potentially table, but we'll get our good 2-drops where we can. If we can get the Countless Gears Renegade, the Revolt 2-drop that makes a servo uh, when you revolt, I could be down for doing something in that universe. Pick 4, pack 2. All right, Borak. We might be in the market here uh, because... We're going to go to the market with a Ballista Charger. You're right. It's a good way to close a game. This is the 6-6 vehicle for 5. When it attacks, it deals 1 damage to any target. It does have Crew 3, but it's good enough. There is a Salivating Gremlins in this pack alongside a third Aviary Mechanic. We didn't table the other Salivating Gremlins last time. Maybe we can do it here. I mean, that might just be a signal, though, for us, Borok, to potentially still keep this black open as a possibility. Yeah, you're right. I would love to find one of the black-white payoffs before we start to do that, but, you know, red just might not be available with the way the tables are looking. Pick five, pack two. Aether Inspector, the energy, make servo, vigilance, four drop. Ugh, I've never seen that card hit the battlefield, and I have no interest in being the first person. Uh, there's also a Bastion Mastodon. It's a pretty replacement level 5 drop. Another Whirler Virtuoso is in this pack. Boy, someone is getting the blue-red hookup. I don't think we can get there. We're just in white solidly. What we'll do is we'll take a Defiant Salvager. Again, potentially keep that black splash open. Or not even splash, but maybe just substitute for red. Right now, all we have in red is Sweatwork Brawler and Veteran Motorist. But at least pick six, we keep kind of our openness alive with a revoked privilege. Uh, good old pacifism. Can't attack or block the enchanted creature for two in a white. Nor can it crew vehicles. Yeah, I like it. So at the moment, we're really kind of waffling between red or black for our second color. We're, we're solidly in white. We've got Subtle Strike, we've got Die Young, and we've got a Defiant Salvager. You know, maybe this is the moment where we really want to start to reevaluate our picks and go into black. It's time to do what Ross from Friends does best, and it might be time to pivot. Oh yeah, I forgot about Beaumont Courier. Senor Tututs, how could I forget? Good looking out, Brock. Keeping either the red or black hope alive, or just whatever we need. We'll take a Propeller Pioneer, 2-1 Flyer for 3 and a white, uh, along with Fabricate 1. It makes more things on the board. All right, Borok, pick eight. Are you in for a hidden stockpile? I'm in too. I mean, so far that card looks like the best hope we have to make this deck start to do what this deck wants to do. And, you know, go wide with things. We can maybe get some other stuff going, but oh, pick nine. We table a Reckless Fireweaver. Man, this deck is really just flirting between this red and black. I think we're going to make playables here regardless, but... I mean, this draft is not going to make it easy for us. We're going to have to buckle in, buckle up, and see what we can maybe make happen. 
Well, maybe we'll just take this Renegade map. We could take a second Inspired Charge. And there's also the Bastion Mastodon. You know, the way this is going, I'm going to take the Renegade map. I just don't know where we're supposed to go. We'll follow it up with a Fire Forger's Puzzle Knot. Not bad. Maybe we're just going to splash for a hidden stockpile. We tabled the third aviary mechanic. Oof. Talk about something. Borok, I'm not quite sure how this draft is going to shape up from here, but we're definitely shaping up to do something crazy. Do you love crazy? I love crazy too. All my life has been a series of doors in my face. Good old Frozen, right? Am I right, my listeners? Uh, conviction tables uh, for the last garbage pick. Man, this draft is not easy and is not going to get any easier with pick one of pack three. So we've got a Cultivator's Caravan, the 5-5 crew, three for three, but it's also a monolith. It taps for one mana of any color. You know, that's a card. That's a real card as well. But there's also a Restoration Gearsmith in this pack. Borok. This card is so significantly good. Yeah, there's no red card to speak of either, so I think we're just going to end up with this Restoration Gearsmith with Triple Aviary Mechanic and the Hidden Stockpile. I think we should start to lean more towards White Black. I mean, those picks have really said, hey, let's go in this direction. Pick two of pack three, not easy either. Filigree Familiar, Cogworkers Puzzle Knot, or, or Decoction Module. We're not an energy deck, so I don't think Decoction Module's right. Let's just take this Filigree Familiar and move on with our life. We're going to follow that up now with a Daring Demolition. Wow, we really could have used, too, a nice removal spell to start to round out this black-white shaping deck. I mean, we're going to end up playing this Die Young that we tabled out of pack number one pretty happily. Uh, maybe we'll also play the Subtle Strike, get some tricks going, but a nice Daring Demolition is quite useful. So, yeah, I'm I'm in. I am in. Yeah, Borak, I mean, we, we went pretty flexible. We kept our white as our focus, and, you know, going into pick four, we've got a Spire of Industry. We've got another Die Young. We've got a Fortuitous Find. I think I'm just going to take the other Die Young. You know, maybe we can store some energy with Live Fast, Double Die Young. Besides that, there's really not much to speak on. So, Die Young, get on the team. Let's go. Pick five. We're following that up with a, a Foundry Hornet. Uh, I guess we put some counters on creatures. We've got Glint Sleeve Artisan. We've got Propeller Pioneer. Uh, you know, besides that, we don't have too much in the world, but... Maybe we'll pick up one or two other things, and still playing a 2-3 flyer for four is fine. And being able to, and let's just read the text for everyone listening. It's a 2-3 flyer for three and a black. When it ETBs, if you control a creature with a plus one, plus one counter on it, creatures your opponent's control get minus one, minus one, and a turn. This is one of the few cards in this format that can deal with, like, a board full of servos. And, and I mean, it can deal with it quite nicely. Pick six. A second <laughs> veteran motorist is here. I mean, I like Veteran Motorist, but we're not going to give up this Hidden Stockpile and Restoration Gearsmith at this point. No siree, Borok. No, we are not. 
Uh, besides that, there's a Wellfast monitor, 3-2 Menace when you pay a red into it for 3. Not very good in my book. We'll just take a Foundry Screecher as a, a potential flying blocker. Not happy with it really, but I'd rather take it than pretty much anything else in this pack. Uh, we could take a second Inspired Charge here out of pick 7. At least that can do it, but we're not going actually very well in the wide, so... Maybe we just take an Audacious Infiltrator? God, it's really vulnerable, this card. We'll just take it. It's a three power thing, I guess. And you know, it's it's not my favorite, but it's, it's gonna be something. You know what? In pick eight, it gets a little bit better because we're gonna find our second Live Fast. So we're gonna play two Live Fasts, two Die Youngs. It's enough of a synergy corner to make me wanna play everything. The other choice is a Malphus Squad. It does put a counter on something, it does go wide. Eh, I'm just going to take the live fast. I'm not going to deny the draw here. Oh, wow. Pick 9. We tabled the fretwork colony that we opened but didn't talk about. This card gets out of hand very quickly. 1-1. One, one, can't block for 1 to black. At your upkeep, you put a counter on it and you lose a life. Uh, yeah. I'm down to make some colonies get all fretted upon. Uh, pick 10. Not much of anything. And Well, we got a Malphus squad for our troubles. There's a second Inspired Charge... I think I'd rather just have the Malphus squad alongside the uh, random ETB effects that we have to recur with Aviary Mechanic and uh, the Wisp Weaver Angel. And hey, there's the second Inspire Charge out of pick 12, so uh, <laughs> another one to boot. You know what? Whatever. I mean, there's nothing really else in the pack there. So, you know what? This black-white deck, while it looked like we were going to try and go hard into the red-white world, it's not what this deck wanted to do, so we said no, sir, and decided to go into black-white after getting a late hidden stockpile in pack 2 alongside a restoration gearsmith. So, not sad about what's going on with this deck, and we'll have to make some cuts, make some plays, but we'll be back with you in just a second. Hooray. Yeah, Borok, bad rhyme, I get it. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back all of my listeners. I hope that you had time to refresh, refuel, and good to see that you have returned to see us play out this black-white deck, the main narratives of this draft in itself. We stayed open with white, we abandoned our red, perhaps we abandoned it a bit too late, especially when we saw that the Salvaging Gremlins did not table out of pack number one. That was a pretty good sign we didn't quite see it so we ended up taking a few extra red cards here and there like the pick one pack two Beaumont courier but even with late finding our second color of black I still think we put together a decent 40 and our black cards are nothing to sneeze at between the late hidden stockpile in pack two and our pick one pack three restoration gearsmith we've got some good recurrable engines not to mention the triple aviary mechanic to bounce back gearsmith maybe bounce back two of them to continue to get the servos off of hidden stockpile finish them off with an inspired charge or just consistently growing our defiant salvager other cool little cornerstone of the deck double die young and double live fast the card draws nice and die young might actually be able to go up the curve for a two costing removal spell 
final cuts in the deck. We decided not to play Subtle Strike, so then the Foundry Horden left the battlefield. And I love mini Wrath effects in Limited. It helps you take care of certain aggro matchups, but we can kind of go pound for pound with those aggro matchups with some good early drops, and we just don't have enough Fabricates nor plus one, plus one counters to distribute to make this Foundry Hornet consistent. Additionally, we decided to play the Bastion Mastodon, the 4-5 for 5. You pay a white, it gets Vigilance until end of turn. It's a good Power Toughness sync. It's nice with Key to the City, and I can see it being a useful card in certain matchups. The final consideration for me was playing either 16 or 17 lands. Going with 17 because we can funnel some mana into Key to the City, plus we have good ways to continue to draw cards or recur engines with aviary mechanics restoration gearsmith but we did play a renegade map over a 17th land if only for revolt triggers and of course to just kind of thin out the deck of lands for later games you end up flooding out in this format more consistently than you like and little things can add up to a world of difference but that's enough talking about the deck it's time for us to get onto the battlefield folks Let's see how this deck plays out as we launch up a game here in Draft and Draft Friday Night Podcast, December 11th, 2020. I just felt like mentioning the date in particular today because it was a massive pop culture dump from Disney, Marvel, but also Nintendo. They just announced that Sephiroth is going to make it to the Smash Bros. roster. Oh my goodness, I remember when Cloud came to the Smash Bros. roster, and I was over the moon, super excited, and now Sephiroth, I can guarantee you, within the first 24 minutes of his release, people are going to complain about his reach. <laughs> well, our first hand is definitely a mulligan, one land with uh, no cards in the same color as that land, so let's hope we can draw a better six. And we do. Uh, planes, Swamp, Swamp, Aviary Mechanic, Fairgrounds Warden, and a Propeller Pioneer. Yeah, this is a pretty decent keep. We'll, we'll keep the three lands, though. And I think I'm going to send back the Propeller Pioneer. It seems like the worst of the uh, cards in our hand. So we're on the draw. They're on the play. Let's see how this game goes here today. Wow. I'm really just rhyming all over the place. They open with the planes. We shall do the same. Touche, good sir. Or madame. The player name. Like that TV. We like that TV. We're getting that Vizio life. Getting that Samsung life. Maybe Westinghouse. What, what? I was really trying to name another TV brand, but I just kind of lost my mind at the end there. Oh, we drew a Live Fast. So we've gone Swamp Live Fast with our draw steps thus far. We'll just roll out an Aviary Mechanic quite happily. We still have two pieces of removal in our hand in Fairgrounds Warden, Revoke Privileges, Live Fast. This is some textbook magic right here. Their turn is playing Aerial Responder. That's a good one. But that's going to meet our Fairgrounds Warden. I'd rather play the Fairgrounds Warden right now because they might have to spend like Sorcery Speed removal on the Fairgrounds Warden. And if they do, we get a little bit of tempo and then we get their Aerial Responder locked down with revoke privileges in the next turn and of course we're enabled to attack for two so nice hopefully in the next turn or two we'll be able to leverage a live fast maybe we can go live fast along with maybe drawing a die young on turn five that would be 
pretty nice. And I mean, we got a number of cards that we can draw to maybe make that happen. Their turn, they go, oh, gear shift, ace plus sky skiff. Hmm. That's a combination of cards that makes you go, ugh. Uh, so we're going to revoke privilege, the gear shift, ace. I mean, I do not, I do not want them to start getting cray cray with first striking flying sky skiffs. So I'm going to say a hard no on that. And they'll animate response, which is the right thing. Make sure, friends, if you, like, you ever get one of your creatures removed and you've got a vehicle, just animate it. Just get that creature out there. Let it be a thing. Going to turn five. Uh, our opponent's on mountains and plains. They're trying to go for the deck that we initially wanted to go for with taking that veteran motorist. They're playing Spireside Infiltrator. So that's pretty nice considering that they get to, you know, tap the skies for the Sky's Gift, deal some damage. Uh, let's go ahead and cast that Live Fast here now. If we draw a Die Young, that'd be, that'd be pretty gas. Pretty gassy. And not in the bad way. I mean, in the good way. Like, we're going to get some, some oil in the car. Some petrol in the engine. We drew planes, so we got our second planes, which is nice, and we drew hidden stockpile. So we're at Interesting Town. We're going to play out the Fretwork Colony and start to grow that card here. It should force them to have to deal with the Fretwork Colony. Sadly, did not come exactly the turn that we wanted it to. But uh, we are still in the market for having a growing 1-1 every turn. I mean, who isn't? Might be a little later in the game, but we can make that card work. They are missing some lands here. They're playing Countless Gears Renegade without getting the Revolts. They're going to use it to activate, and then they're going to swing with their Spireside Infiltrator and their Sky Skiff. It certainly seems like a trick, but I need to go the trick out. So we'll block with Aviary Mechanic on the Spireside Infiltrator, and if they're proposing a trade for us, I'm, I'm pretty happy to take a trade. I'd be surprised. Yeah, there's a Built to Smash. That makes sense, but... Built a smash, at least though it does kill our 2-2, uh, we're not like really getting owned at least by, you know, blocking in a, in a much less advantageous position. So they have single planes open. We've got Fairgrounds Warden. We've got Fretwork Colony. We just drew Renegade map, so we can actually deploy our hand here. And I'm quite incentivized to do so with the hidden stockpile. So I think, I can't think of one white that untaps creatures. So we'll just crack at them for... I'm wondering if the Fairgrounds Warden attack is a little loose. I can't think of anything that untaps for a single white mana in this format. Well, we're allowed to attack now, so let's get for three. Get while the getting's good. Our second main phase is going to consist of playing our final land playing out both Hidden Stockpile and Glensleeve Artisan. We are going to make a servo. And we are going to uh, play the Renegade map as well. It's going to allow us to start accruing some servos in the subsequent turns. And we have some decent enough blocks. Certainly they're still attacking with the Sky Skiff. And that's not my favorite thing in the world, but I also don't feel like we're too far behind. Uh, all things considered. They have two cards in hand. We've drawn two more lands than they have they still have apparently some gas going on in what they're doing but maybe if we clear out an extra land in our deck 
with this Renegade map, it can amount to us potentially getting some more traction on the spore, drawing some more gas, and maybe a, like another lift fast would be would be nice. So they are going to play Revoke Privileges on the Fretwork Colony, which is, you know, it, it, it seems quite scary because, you know, it, it would keep having us lose uh, life every turn because of said uh, ability that you put a counter and lose a life in the upkeep when you have Fretwork Colony. But we do have Hidden Stockpile. So I think I'm going to... I'll activate the Hidden Stockpile now, sacrifice the Fretwork Colony, get the Scry in so we can see what we can potentially draw. And... We'll save the Renegade map for the next turn to produce more servos. But we do need to find a way to answer the Sky Skiff, so I guess it's Daring Destroy thing. Oh, there's an Inspire Charge. So now we have a game plan to end this out. That is, produce all the tokens and get them with Inspire Charge. They are at 15. They are swinging for 2 every turn. So we can't just continue to dawdle around. We have to put our foot down the pedal at least a little bit here. Good our main. And I guess we're going to attack our Glint Sleeve Arson and our Fairgrounds Warden. No, Fairgrounds... They could, they could have the white trick, actually. And I'd prefer not to just lose our Fairgrounds Warden and then unlock their Aerial Responder. That's the real way we, we lose this game. So they're going to block the uh, Glint Sleeve Artisan with their Countless Gears Renegade. Leave them now with a 3-2 and their Sky Skiff on the battlefield. But we are going to start to make some servos here. And we're going to start to try and go wide. We've got Inspired Charge. We've got a plan brewing. They are outputting quite a bit of damage, which is not irrelevant. They drew their fifth land. Three planes, two mountains, two cards in hand. And they're going to activate uh, the Sky Skiff by crewing the Spire Side Infiltrator. It's going to bring us down to seven. It's a little bit scary town here. But there are quite a fair number of live draws for us. Sadly, I know, I know for a fact that they have something in their hand, but they don't actually do anything with it. Okay. Alright, so I guess we'll go to our turn here. Uh, in the upkeep, we'll activate Renegade Map, get a land out, and then we'll get the servo here down. And then we can start trying to s attack and get ourselves into an advantageous position to maybe uh, inspire charge them out for the victory. Good news is they are tapped out, but man, this this feels like they got an instant speed something. Let's go to draw. And we draw another land. Alright, so we are now on eight lands, nine lands, with the ones in our hands. Alright, well, we have to start pushing some damage. There's no if, ands, or buts on this one. I'm just hoping they don't have a way to deal with the Fairgrounds Warden. Well, they took it, and I don't actually know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. So we'll end the turn, produce another servo, and then next turn we've got four attacks for three power. They're at 12. That is death if they have nothing. Last turn they just had all the mana and they didn't do anything with it. They play an Inventor's Goggles. Okay. That's a little bit more of the picture of what's going on here. So they're going to try and push out some damage against us by crewing the Sky Skiff with Spireside Infiltrator and now equipping with with the Inventor's Goggles, which is now going to get us down to three. But if their plan is to try and set up lethal for the next turn by swinging out, then we might actually be able to kill them with this Inspired Charge on the Crackback. Considering how they passed last turn, the last card in their hand might actually be nothing. 
which means this attack for 12, this is, this is it. This is the, for the whole shebangabang. They are tapped out with creatures. They have three lands untapped. Go to our turn here. Draw our, our next planes. All right. All or nothing. Roll the bones. They're alive or they're dead. Will this inspired charge get there? I'm schwitzing. I'm schwitzing here, all my unlucky lounge rats. Oh. Woo! We exaxes them with an inspired charge. Whoa. Every point of damage there counted. What a way to pull out a W. Flooding out to 10 lands drawn. But hidden stockpile and inspired charge gets us the W this week on Friday Night Podcast. Wow, what a win to get on air, and I'm happy to see that one of the pivotal cards and pivot points in our deck, that hidden stockpile, really came through for us in the clutch. A couple takeaways, Kaladesh, you're often to flood out, so make sure you either have a very strong early curve or plenty of card draw to get you to the late game. Also can include recurable engines. Additionally, staying open here, in this format, feels a little bit better than, let's say, Zendikar Rising. The inclusion of Renegade Map and, of course, the classic Prophetic Prism allows you to go into other colors and have the opportunity to play a light splash in a third. We didn't do that here, but these are just kind of things I was thinking about as we were flirting around with that red mana and even while we were playing the game. But speaking of this deck and playing the game, if you want to see how the result of this is, find us on those socials. That includes on Instagram, Corey Demon Enriquez, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Draft and Draft Corey. We're going to play this out on air, and we'd love to have you join us, chat with us, let us know where you're at, how you're feeling on that Twitch stream. But the only way to find us is to find us on those socials. And, of course, finally, feel free to visit our Patreon. Patreon.com backslash draft and draft. Well, I don't know about all of you, but I have reached the bottom of my drink, and so we've reached the end of another episode. My name is Corey, joined alongside Borok, and this has been Draft and Draft Friday Night Podcast. Now go out there and make some magical memories of your own. And it's, it's cube season in like one day. Cube, cube, cube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.